What's up, everybody? Welcome into the last episode of a massive BS podcast. No, we're not going anywhere, but it's our year-end review show. We did it last year where we kind of wrapped up. We talked about Christmas music. Yeah, we did and the Christmas show. We did it. Uh, so we're going to do it a little bit different this year, but uh, Matt and I have made the decision we are no longer going to be a massive BS podcast. The same show in the same format, and our idiot selves will be back every month like we've you been can't, doing. You can't get rid of us. I mean... But we've been working with Electric... Uh, perception uh, in the last year it's been a really good partnership so far uh, we're just simply changing the name to uh, the electric perspective we're re- rebranding rebranding so we can all get under one here's one branding umbrella the reason the main reason why we decided to do this is Matt and I have also been writing and all of our writing goes on that page on the electric perception website my writing does not appear anywhere else because I do nothing other than Maintain the nerdy white guy who likes country music and Americana roll f- with the metalheads. And that's yeah, what I do. That's what you are, and, <laughs> and even and you're and even you're not. Neither of us really are like that mainstream country music format. Like the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, you're not going to hear this on you know ninety two three or I got Buckeye a good story country, for one. I'm saving or it. any of that. Like we what we're what we're talking about, you're not going to hear there. I I hope you do someday. So, I hope you do, but I don't. You're not going to now, that's for sure. The partnership with Electric uh, Perspective was arranged by Matt. So I'm going to let Matt go ahead and introduce the uh, two guests we have with us today and kind of set the premise of the show, because this was actually all his idea. Yeah, these, these, yeah, these, we got two, uh, two guests with us today. They're, actually, they're not really guests. They're technically our, uh, our superiors at Electric Perception. And we've been trying to get them, get them on for a while, and this is the first time we've been able to have uh, everyone's schedule line up. But we're going to be doing a 2017 year-in-review show. Uh, with our superiors, Miss Kelly Marie and Lauren Rankin of Electric Perception. Thank you, ladies, for, for, for being on here today. Thanks for having us. That's Lauren. Um, uh, see, I'm not really superior because I'm blonde. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. No, we're we're, we're going to go down that road. We're going to go down that road already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, Matt, because All that's right. my life. All right, here, here we go. So 2017 was an interesting year, especially coming off of 2016, where it seemed like everybody died. Well, I mean, 27. Tom Petty died, bro. Yeah, I'm I mean, still, I'm still crying. Like I cry at least once a week. Like first thing, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get into that talk in the year in review. Is you know who, who like we lost Tom Petty, we lost Chester Bennington, we lost Chris Cornell. Try to think who else did we? Greg Allman. Greg Allman. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about him. I didn't. Man. I'm old. Chuck Berry. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry died. We lost Chuck Berry in March. Mm -hmm. That was another one for me. Uh, Tom Petty and Chuck Berry are two of the reasons I play guitar, and I only have like five reasons that I play, and there are two of them. So basically 40% of my guitar inspiration died in 2016. I'm wearing the shirt of one who's probably more likely the next one of many to go. Maybe. But he's maybe. been on that list since about 69, 70. So, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about Keith Richards. Keith isn't dead yet, everybody. He's nah. still kicking. Him and, him and Alice Cooper are just going to. Willie Nelson's still going to. They're all. Well, no, I'm talking those two plus maybe even like Willie's still touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're just going to tour. They're going to die on stage. You know they're going to die on stage. I was reading a book about Altima and the Stones tour and Keith Richards and Mick Jagger were talking with the, uh, the person who wrote the book and Jagger was saying that they couldn't 
possibly carry on for another couple more years. He's like, you know, Keith's almost 30. And Keith just looked at him. He said, look, man, if you're a rock and roller, the only place you can exist is on stage. And I think you're right. I mean, he, he believed that before he turned 30. And yeah, their, their <laughs> life is not complete if they're not. He, I don't think he could do it. He always relapses and goes into heavy drug use when the Stones go off tour for a long time. He just so, has to have it. So they'll be around. So talking... But let's talk about bands that are newer than the Stones. Yeah, talk about bands that are newer. So I'll, I'll start with, with Lauren. Lauren and Kelly are definitely the, um, the edgiest, I would say, of, of the music fans at the table. Um, when it comes to the hard rock and heavy metal scene, that's definitely their alley. I know. It's, it's, it's neat, but like we're the, we're the casual, like, reserved, well, quiet... I wrote a review for Zoo Trip in which you can find uh, their album Purple. We'll talk about them in that album later. I wrote an article and uh, I put it out and it was getting shared around. People were reading it. And I got requests after somebody had read it to review a band, I Apollo. And I like looked one this and I was like immediately reached out to both of them. I was like, "Uh, they're asking for a review, but I'm not the person to write this because it'll be terrible for them. So we, ha- so we had them come up. Did anyone, who wound up doing that review anyway? Um, I actually reached out to them and it didn't go anywhere. Um, but well, we're actually... Miles, hit us up. Yeah, we're actually going to be working with them on January 6th at the Shrunken Head. Um, Mayhem Rockstar Magazine is having a show with them. And um, so we'll be working with them very soon. <laughs> good. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad something could come of that. Of that relationship. I mean, have you, have you, did you get a chance to listen to their album and then everything um, you brought to the table? I actually saw them at El Rosa, and they were phenomenal. I mean, my jaw was on the ground. I was not expecting, especially, like, I think like any heavy metal band, when they walk up on stage, you have kind of an idea in your mind what you think they're going to sound like. Just from looking at them? Yeah, and these guys walked up on stage. They're all wearing white and you're thinking, all right, these, these, it's going to be a soft little show. No, these guys <laughs> destroyed the stage. No, I mean, when I, heard, stage. when I heard their first track on the CD, I mean, I listened to it with an open mind. It's just not my cup of tea. It's just not. But I, I was like, damn, these oh, are some angry people. <laughs> they were phen- phenomenal. Just, I loved it. And their performance was great. I mean, they shut the lights off. It was Miles. spectacular. Claiborne, who was in Personal Public for a while, he was on our show. Yeah. He's drumming for them now. Is he drumming for them? Because I know he, he used to drum in Heroes Like Villains, Wasn't too, he right? in another yep. band as well? Heroes Like he, Villains. Yes, yep, that's where I saw him. Yep, Miles is a good dude. I've always mm-hmm. had good interactions with him. Yep, absolutely. So what else, Brian, what, what, what was something for you 2017 that you either discovered either as a new artist or a new album that came out? We'll, uh, go, we'll, go, we'll go national level in this case. Okay, for, on a national standpoint, I'll talk about the person I discovered. I'll save the album for later. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Sturgill Simpson. We played a mm. song, Keep It Between the Lines, from A Sailor's Guide to Earth. And I, I, Did that win album of the year? It won the Grammy for Country album of the year last February, and he was not invited to the CMAs. So Sturgill, being why he is awesome took his guitar and went around and busked outside the CMA award show, went live on Facebook, made fun of the event. And then also um, he was asked, there was a guy writing a review about Luke Bryan and he asked Sturgill for a couple quotes on Luke Bryan. What, like for starters, why? <laughs> That's what Sturgill's response was. He's like, I have no idea who Luke Bryan is. I've never listened to a minute of his music. He's like, I, you know, 
he's like, but I'm sorry I don't have an answer for why, you know, you, I, I don't have a canned answer for your little narrative you want me to write. He's like, but how about we write an article about the guy who won the Grammy for Country Album of the Year doesn't get invited to the CMAs. And so, like, there was more to it than that. The guy cherry-picked the quote, made Sturgill kind of look bad for about a half second. But, like, how do you even do that to people anymore? Because it's 2017. Like, what do you think Sturge did? He went and screenshotted his actual email that he sent the guy. Yeah. And then put it in context. And while it sounds like he's trashing Luke Bryan, I mean, Sturgill doesn't listen to Luke Bryan for the same reason I don't listen well, to Luke what do Bryan. You, what crack. do you think that says about the state of 21st century country music where the guy who wins the Grammy for Country Album of the Year doesn't get invited to does not get invited to the cmas that it's coming back and it's going to be a for real good form of music once again because think about it whenever country's great you've got people like hank williams kicking out the lights at the grand old opry and getting fired you've got johnny cash being a guy who's going to buck everything and go to a prison and record one of the best live albums of all time you have merle haggard who was literally arrested and spent time in prison and came back is country out. getting its edge back i think it finally is and it's good, but at the same time, I mean, it's just, like, I, Steve Earle said it, and he said it best, so I'll just attribute the quote to him. I mean, right now, pop country, what's on the radio, it's just hip-hop for white people who are afraid of black people. That's all it is. It sucks. It's terrible, but, like, I think there's a, an actual grip, because I told you to listen to A Sailor's Guide to Earth, and it roped you in to start I thought, music. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked High Top Mountain better. That, that was his first album. Um, he had great albums, but I spent, when I went back and looked at my top played songs on Spotify, Sturgill was my number one, and I was listening to all three of his albums. I did not discover yeah. Sturgill until pretty much 2017, um, but he uh, actually danced to one of his songs with my wife at our wedding. That's she right, you did. She surprised the hell out of me with that. That was one of my favorite things that she's ever done. We agreed to dance to the Beatles uh, till their version of Till There Was You. She loves Broadway. I like the Beatles. And I, t I had told her I really wanted this Sturgill song, but I was like, I know you won't like it because he's not a great singer. And he's then, not. He, re he's he really not, is. He's, he's an okay singer. He's, but he's unique, and that's why I like him. But uh, So we started the dance to that, and then she had the DJ cut it right in the middle, and it went right into uh, the Sturgill Simpson song. And like, eh. yeah, it was awesome. So that was one of my favorite parts of 2017. And that's why Sturgill Simpson ranks as one of my top 2017 artists. So I like Sturgill because Sturgill writes. I mean, even in Sailor's Guide to Earth, like, he writes angry. <laughs> he is able to, and I would say the one thing that I, that I like for, like, a Will Hogue or a Sturgill Simpson is when they write angry, they are able to put that anger into a coherent thought that doesn't sound like, I don't hate metal, but the, one of the problems I have with metal is they're, they're processing that anger, and that's great, but I still have no idea what you're doing <laughs> half the time. I don't know what you're doing other than playing blazingly fast guitar. Like, it, it gets lost in the double kick and the flashy guitars and all that oh. stuff, and the guttural lyrics. But some of the stuff they have to say is really interesting when you can get into it. I don't have that problem with, like, with Sturgill Simpson. I hear it, and I know exactly what he's talking about the first time I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he writes relatable stuff. Yeah, like, and he, he just, but he can put it he can put that that rage, so to speak, yeah. into something so thoughtful and coherent to like actually take a look at that situation. Uh -huh. It's not just a complete reflection of that rage coming back at you. It's processed, it's been yeah. rationalized and thought out. 
so that it you, so that you can understand it. And I think that's what country music has been lacking for about six or seven years now. Yeah, it's just been the pop. It's been the pop music, man. It's it's what white people listen to. They love it. Uh, what about uh, Matt? What about you? For me, I mean, sticking in from a national standpoint. For, oh, from a national standpoint, the Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet is a sound and a musical ideology that has gone missing for the past, geez, 40 years. Because they didn't do anything like that in the 80s, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of sound and that style has been lacking for 40 years. Because we've been stuck in the, I'll just say it, like the Led Zeppelin Queen funk. Like no one kept making, no one listened to new music that sounded like Led Zeppelin and Queen because we were still busy listening to Led Zeppelin and Queen. Because Led Zeppelin's awesome. But one of the good things about them and Queen, for that matter, was both of them kind of awesome. They were they were they were awesome. Kind of, awesome. I agree. Get out. They were awesome. Get out. Um, kind of. You're you're. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move on before this devolves. Um, <laughs> but um, no, that that sound. But that sound has been. It had such a limited run, especially for Zeppelin. You know, seven sixty nine to seventy nine. Kinda into eighty. No, no new music came out at that point. But you know that little, that short ten-year window put out some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it was just over. But what the thing with that was, you know, when when Bonham died, you knew they had so much left in the tank that they just, nah, we're not going to do that. We don't want to do it that way. So knowing they had so much more to give that they never got out, and then it just kind of sat dormant mm-hmm. for. For forties, I mean, Living Color kind of revived it a little. Revived it a little bit, um, you know. Rival Sons kind of brought it, brought it back, but they they never really took off in the United States. They do well in Europe. They tour Europe a ton. They played Rock on the Range, but they've never really had a headlining tour in the States. I think they opened for Van Halen. They opened for Black Sabbath on their last tour, but they've never their brand has never taken off. Greta Van Fleet is coming in. You know, a bunch of 20-something-year-olds out of Michigan. And they're like, look, here, here's what's going on. You guys love Led Zeppelin. We love Led Zeppelin. Deep down inside, y'all wish there was more Led Zeppelin. We know this. So we're just going to give it to you. And that's, how, that's what we're going to play, and that's what we're going to do. One of the few people that doesn't want more Led Zeppelin would be Robert Plant himself, which is... Kind of shocking because it's kind of like, can you come back? I don't please. But doesn't what make great art is the ability to keep pushing and never like, you know, kind of once you stop on your your laurels. I mean, that's when you definitely lose it. Plant hasn't done that, but I mean, that's part of for me. Like, what makes Zeppelin awesome is that the story is over. Like yeah. all great books end, all great movies end. They all stop at some point. And, like, Zeppelin's story was told, and it was fucking fantastic. And part, I also think part of the reason that Plant has never resurrected or done anything else with Led Zeppelin aside from Celebration Day 10 years ago is that he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that anymore. He hasn't had that for a while. And he's Look at not, the music he's making. Yeah. He's pairing with Alison Krauss. He's doing, like, acoustic 
you know, Appalachian style music, you know, it's yeah, he's honestly not, that's badass in its own. It right? is. Yeah, like, it is. I yeah. never would have paired those two together, but they're globally, awesome. But they are awesome. That, al- God, that album man. won 10 Grammys, <laughs> it should. Like, yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of times where I think the Grammys is clueless, especially when it comes to rock and roll. Um, and stuff Grammys that has an edge, period, but, but that, that album deserved every award it got. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that nothing more's got three Grammy nods under it under their belt right now is crazy. I mean, and and I, I know I know you are a nothing more fan. Oh yeah, did through did, and through. Did they did they win it? Like how who who wound well, up winning the, the those Grammys? Categories? Hasn't happened yet. Oh, they have, yeah. That, 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 that Grammy, shows how much attention I The Grammy committee, I guess, the Grammy committee is who voted for all the nominees. I mean, were they were they deserving of that nom? I think so. I of course absolutely of believe course. so. Through. Like I'm trying to like a, a, a question. Were there other? I'm talking. Were there kids. other bands That's in that Matt's scene that question. got snubbed? Who got, who got snubbed from that hard rock category? Because there's always bands that get snubbed I, from that I category because they're quite frankly clueless. I can honestly say I don't know who else got nominated for those, um, the same ones because I'm so into nothing more than I'm like, oh, they're going to win. <laughs> I want to say Stone Sour got a nod that I know of, I think. Which This, show, this shows how much attention though. we pay to. Here we go. You got it pulled up? It was... This is for this year. Villains by Queen of the, Queens of the Stone Age. Hardwired. The that story, was kind of inevitable. Yeah, the stories we tell ourselves, Emperor of Sand by Mastodon, stories we tell ourselves and nothing more. And then a deeper understanding by the war on drugs. Does anyone think that Metallica is not going to win that award? I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, haven't listened to, had, I haven't listened to any of those. I mean, Metallica is no, probably no the reference. most likely to win, but there have been upsets in the past. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I hope so, but I feel like that's just one of those, like, that category is such a throwaway category. Half the time, half the time they don't even televise it. Now, this was for what? The this is for a rock album of the year. Rock album. But I okay. played, we introed our show today with, like I said, Keep It Between the Lines by Sturgill Simpson. That you, that song has horns all over it. Yeah, I mean, it I sounds hear it. and it won. It won. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you did. We well. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, it has so, horns all over it. It's the most uncountry sounding album that Sturgill Simpson has ever done. And he and he. I don't think he won a Grammy because he didn't make a country album and he tried to win a Grammy. That was where he was in his artistic development. He wanted that sound. I don't understand how that got called country music but it's a roots based R&B American sound for sure I mean if they want to change it to the American sound I mean I could see that but yeah I mean I'm with you I don't know any of these bands but I would probably bet Metallica wins just because it's like a yeah it's a political thing a lot of times like oh they just made enough money I think it was what last year that Ghost won a Grammy and literally there was a lot of how and then there were a lot of people going yes 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 i mean mean, it was just like one of those things where you're definitely like man that's awesome and at the same time it's like nobody would have really thought they were going to win that either so i mean i definitely saw it coming lauren what about you what was something in 2017 like nationally where you were like really paying attention to it so uh my 
favorite national discovery from this year was Rainbow Kitten Surprise. I'm really excited to tell everybody about them because Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? This sounds go like see... a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, um, I <laughs> and could, Lauren, I could, you were saying I could definitely enjoy it with a bowl of cereal and coffee. I mean, okay. um, so they are like, I would, they're like an indie folk kind of sound. Um, I went to their show com- not expecting anything from them, and I am obsessed. I have been obsessed with them since the moment I they took stage. Um, Where did you find them? Honestly, I was just looking through the Promo West website, uh, trying to find shows to cover, and I saw the name, and I was like, I need, I need to be a part of this. <laughs> this needs to be I in my I remember life. that response, and I about died laughing, because I'm like, all because Rainbow Kitten Surprise is the name of the band. But it was the that best decision hilarious. I ever made. Like, I, yeah, I can. That's a bold statement. Best decision ever. Ever? Okay, maybe not ever. You know, like musically, <laughs> like as far as like, as far as music coverage goes, that was probably the best decision I made in 2017. Okay. I, All right. I mean, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's absolutely. Right. Um, that's we'll why ex- it's called we'll Rainbow that. Kitten Surprise. Personally, the emphasis is on the surprise. Exactly. And they are a surprise because I walked into that show and I stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, I was around a lot of hipsters and people half my age. Which is saying a lot. Younger. Because I think you're the youngest one at the table. Yes, I am. It's not me. I was going to say technically. I'm barely a year older than her. Yes. But still, imagine me walking in with my all-black clothing into a sea of hipsters. I just, still enjoyed neck, every moment of it. Just and owl-rimmed owl glasses as far as the eye could see. Oh, there were girls there dressed that how my grandmother would be dressed at their age. And I was like, okay, so that's coming back. That's all right. the thing. I see a lot of that at Target. A lot yeah. of that fashion at Target. And I'm like, this is why I don't shop at Target. <laughs> I find more stuff that actually tailors... To my taste, which is fairly close to Lauren's, honestly, at Goodwill. Like, I think just about everything that I'm wearing right now, except for my Doc Martin boots, which I got for $60 on sale at the store on High Street, which is one of, I think, like 20-something in the country, of in this country. That sells Doc Martens. It, I, I got so excited about that, but I think everything else that I'm wearing right now is from Goodwill. Well, you definitely didn't find any of those people at this show. But I, I, I also live was, right behind the Goodwill I shop at, so that kind of helps, was, too. Uh, that was a fantastic show, and I really enjoyed photographing where, it. Where was it? It was at Ann Arbor, which is a very difficult place to shoot, but I was very... Down or upstairs? That is upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah, yes. That's, that's it's stage, above the basement. Yeah, that stage isn't very conducive to that because it's kind of small. It's very literally it's, above the basement. It's, it's small. Yeah, and it's you're small, like right up against and everything. The, well, and they don't have a photo pit. Right, so I was in the crowd with all of these teeny boppers, like trying to get pictures. We'll talk about be, sticking somebody at a show with teeny boppers in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's an interesting that's story, but right. we'll get to it. No, we, bo- we both had one of those this year. <laughs> it's weird when you're... Well, well, we'll talk more about it. So Matt was talking about it... Um, like we said, we, we started taking this chance on the Tom Petty. Uh, new year, new things. 
We're just trying to have somebody tell us we got to take content down. That means people are paying attention to us. But Matt was talking about uh, Greta Van Fleet. So Matt, give me a Greta Van Fleet song you want right, to hear. Let's, let's go. Let's go with. To. Let's go with. This is. I feel this is the most. When I try to convince people, like, dude, these guys are the spitting image of Led Zeppelin. We're gonna go with Safari Song. Okay, Safari Song. All right, this is Safari Song by Greta Van Fleet. We'll be back in a few minutes and talk some more. Enjoy the song.
Okay, that was Safari Song by Greta Van Fleet. And uh, Matt, I will be honest with you, I think that was maybe the second time I've ever really noticed Greta Van Fleet. That's excellent. Thank you for that little jammy jam right there. Yeah, they are they are exactly what you think they are and exactly what they say they are. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we skipped over two things. First off, we're coming to you live today from the Bethel Road Pub. I have had some many fond memories we, at Bethel Road We have Road all Pub. had many a fond. Oh, this is the second stage I ever played on. Uh, first venue in a band where I cleared. And for those of you musicians listening, at the door, we cleared $600 at this place at one time. And that was like what? Your second show ever? Maybe fourth. Hey, there's a reason. You spoiled fuck. I, hey, I didn't do as well as I did then for many, many years. <laughs> it, it balanced out. Let yeah, me tell you, you, it balanced you out. Your, your wad got blown <laughs> very early in your musical I was career. Like, this is all you have to do? This is easy as shit. <laughs> People show up all the time. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It really doesn't. But yeah, no. uh, many fond memories here. So that's number one. Butch Bethel Road Pub. We're still looking for like a sponsor. Yeah. Amanda, I know you and can hear me. We have made Bethel Road Pub our home for our shows. So this is definitely our hot, yeah. Electric We're Perception s- will always be here. Yeah, Amanda we'll, we get is the best bartender in Columbus. She's pretty good at her job. I think we're sweet-talking now. Pretty, 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 <laughs> pretty good. good. So anyway, Miss Kelly Marie, we uh, did not get to talk to you, but what about 2017? What was something you discovered from a national standpoint in 2017? What I discovered from a national standpoint, and at the moment I'm going to stay away from nothing more because I've technically known of them for the last few years, Shaman's Harvest. Okay. I See, I the only time I've seen them perform was at Ink in the Clink this past July. That's really when I first discovered them. I never really thought, like, I'd known of them. So, like, when I saw them at ink in the clink I went whoa like they blew me away to where I couldn't I, I, I couldn't muster up the words to even describe that experience like they were just to me one of one of the best finds of this year just because they are so they're to me they're they're so different did they steal the show they well 10 years I think played the same day if I remember correctly. I believe so. So 10 years was the band for me that that day was like the must see for me. And they definitely did put on a great show. 10 years did. But. They always do. Well, ink, ink in the but clink like, is Shaman's to... Harvest though. It's picking up. That day like that was like of the bands that I didn't know before that day like that was definitely the band for me, because I mean I can agree they were phenomenal. So Dread as a guy Engin- who's a non- Dread Engine and Gemini Syndrome played the same day as well, and Correct. I've known of them for a while. But um, and Sam, when we had him on Shaman's the podcast, when when we asked like who would you want to be on a bill with, the, one of the bands he said was Gemini Syndrome. Like that's that's a headspace that goes very well with their music. Okay. For a guy who's like the non-metal person, why would I like, why should I listen to this band? What would I get out of it? Well, for you in particular, since you're a fan of country, they do kind of have a country twang to them. Okay. I strongly um, agree. Yeah, I, strongly. Yes. Right on. I love guitar work. Like, I'm, I, 
I and they have that too. Like that, just the everything about them. Like in the the vocalist, like as far as his look, like if you put him in the kind of clothing that Lauren and I wear, mm-hmm. he'd look like a straight metal musician. Right on. At least in my opinion. Okay. Uh, he, he's he got that very, he's got a kind of a sexy kind of vibe too. <laughs> well, he has that twang to and his voice too. Just, right on. And I'm also from the South myself. Okay. So like bands that are from the South, I tend to like, a lot of the time, like bands that either sound more like Southern or are from the South and huge bonus for nothing more. Definitely for sure. Um, yeah. For me, like yeah. it's not, I, I mean, I like, I like twangy music, but I like stuff that's kind of blues and rock based stuff. It's, I mean, I love Zeppelin and I'm wearing a shirt. Keith Richards for president. I mean, the Stones are probably my favorite band of all time. So I think you would definitely like them then. Yeah, because they're uh, a rock kind of bluesy sound. Yeah, as as long as there's like a groove to something. Like where metal loses me is in the nine thousand double kicks in Mm -hmm. a row, the guttural vocals, and you lose your melodic structure with things where it's all about speed as opposed to like having a melody. There's harder rock stuff and metal I like that, like Dread Engine. Matt has brought to me, and I know we have a whole thing with them in the electric perception anyway. But mm-hmm. like what I like about them is that they are a melodic bunch. I mean, yeah. their guitars sing when they play. I mean, you can, you can find things with them. So it's, it's definitely something I would rather listen to, but, but see when it comes to metal, Brian, we have <laughs> a, we have a secret language yeah, and that, and, that, and that's how they communicate to us. <laughs> it's just, I haven't figured out what man. that language is, by the you way. You haven't like, either. I, like, I acknowledge, okay, it's there, and clearly it's working. I feel like there's just something I'm missing somewhere. I, I just think it's something you guys just will never understand. Well, if you've ever heard of speaking in tongues, yeah. that's what it is. You yeah. just, the music just flows into you, man. Yeah, you just, something happens, it huh? just It just happens. It's like that kind of Harry Potter shit where Harry Potter is me and Lauren and the snake is the metal musician. You know what I mean? Like There you go. Did that make any sense? Man, I haven't seen Harry Potter in a long time, so that's a Voldemort Harry Potter connection that's deep. I'm a big Harry Potter fan too. Love me some Harry Potter. See, you should be a metalhead, Brian. Hey, he liked, I, I was, the, he liked the weird sisters, right? I was I was watching I was watching one guy just like like I like I enjoy Harry Potter, but it's like Harry Potter can't be your favorite book if you're an adult. Like it can't be. Like it's, you can't. It's well, some of it the can be, be, but should it be? It's that, some of the best writing in the last probably twenty to thirty years. It wasn't twenty to thirty years. It wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was Star it Wars was with shitty lightsabers. No. Or a, a young orphan boy gets dropped off that's and lives with harsh. his uncle. All right, all right. Let's not let's not argue Harry Potter right now. Wow, not, not Matt. That, that's. That's an interesting spin on the situation. It, well, I'm sure it is, okay? and we'll talk about it after we're done with our <laughs> music show. But anyway, we'll, we'll Harry talk Potter's about it off the record. So, F local, you who don't like Harry Potter, I'm, so <laughs> keep, keep keeping it going, Brian. On on the local level, um, I know you you and I unfortunately don't get out as much as we used to. So we're probably looking at albums at this point. Yes, a local level. What what new came out this year that kind of brought you back into the scene a little bit? Well, I'm going to save one because I have a lot of thoughts on it, but 
I've got one that, again, didn't come out in 2017, but spent a lot of time listening to it. And that would actually be the Boondogglers. Um, I'm a big fan of what they are doing. Um, They're big fans of us, too. Yeah, well, Brent Miller and Jamie Malisey really are great together. Jamie's an awesome guitar player, and Brent who writes the songs. Um, they're just really written with a funny sense of humor to them. Um, they're a fun band, and I really listened to the album Hats Off um, a lot this summer because I'm that person. Like, I don't really listen to a lot of current things. I listen to them when I find them. So if, they, if it's five years after something came out, it's five years after. Matt, I believe, sent me the Boondogglers hats off on Spotify probably about three years ago. I think so. Yep. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm looking them up right now. Yeah, it's the one with the, the Don't Tread on Me snake on the... the Matt, right sent, Matt sent me that on Spotify. He said, hey, I saw these guys at the pub. You'd really like them. And I was like, okay, I'll get around to that. They're not as good as what I'm listening to right now. And then three years later, I found them on my own. It was because of Matt. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So more of that again. story is listen to Stewie when he says you need to listen to something. <laughs> I've I've moved things up. I've listened because to Will Hogan less than six months after you recommended. Very much enjoyed that album too. So uh, I'll kick it over to you. What about you from a local standpoint? From, from a local standpoint, I mean we we've had him on the show. We talk about him enough, but I, I discovered Dread Engine this year. This was the year for Dread yeah, Engine. Yeah, this was the year that that I discovered them. I Took know you long enough. I know they'd been around. They've been around right, for right. several years now. Um, and we, we have a pretty good a pretty good working relationship with them for the most part. Um, we we had the opportunity to roast their singer Sam Stockdale this year, <laughs> which was probably the highlight of the Electric Perception calendar. That was mostly Matt's highlight, but that's beside the point. Well, no, I, I meant just us from from putting that whole thing together to getting everyone to all the managerial. Bullshit, yeah, but you guys bullshit on, that goes into it. You put on a pretty successful event. I mean, that's hats off to you guys. That was good work. I mean, I didn't come, but <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks. Listen, listen. There are only the only. I don't like leaving my basement to deal with people. Period. He doesn't. What? I, but I'm, then I'm, when I'm, there's a ginger just rolling around like Sam, I can't be a part of that. This is too frightening. <laughs> I'm Actually, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm pretty sure He's I got kidding. roasted more than Sam. It was pretty bad. I watched the Facebook video. I did do yeah. that. Again, I got some life stuff going on in 2017. It's we been had, the year of an adult. Yeah. Oh, same. I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't get out of adult responsibilities that night. We had, we had some fun I'm with sorry. that, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to whomever we decide to roast next year. Um, and one of the guys that I would love to roast, since we're talking about music that came out this year, is Zoo Trippin'. Um, <laughs> That's Tony, definitely on my list. Tony Casa needs a roast, and I think he would enjoy it, too. I think he would... Well, en- I think he would enjoy that, but their new album that dropped this year, Purple, is something that has also been missing for a while. Have we all listened to Purple? Have we all? Have we? Um, I've listened to bits and pieces of it. Not the whole I'll thing. I'll be honest. Okay. I haven't had a chance to just because I've been... Um, life. <laughs> no, no, no. Like life I said, life and work, and then nothing more happens. Hey, this is a no judgment zone. And, Seriously, uh, I just. <laughs> I ju- that's what I just told you. Like we get he hasn't to things. To any of the albums you mentioned, well, either. So. And we get to things when we get to them. Like w- the the people we're trying to podcast to and listen to the show, they're the same way that we are. Like the stuff that we found in 2017 may not have been stuff that was new in 2017. Right, and like you had said, you know, this isn't 
when somebody sends something to you and says, you got to listen to this, this isn't as good as what I'm listening to right now. Yeah, there's no way like, that's as good as what I've When I find a band, I indulge myself, and I just, like, bury myself into that's them. Until you hate them. Until, until, well, yeah. Until you hear it at so much like, I, I hate them now. Can we skip this, please? Yeah, can we skip? But I, I feel like... But we, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to work with both Zoo Trip and Dread Engine this year, and I mean, I think those two bands are definitely kind of spearheading the the Columbus music scene from different angles. Well, Tony's got Columbus covers Columbus getting ready to go off down at the Shrunken Head. Tony will obviously be there and probably take pictures and write things. Just yeah, I, just keep us on the list. There. What what day is that one? Uh, January 19th, 19th, I think, is what it is. It's Columbus Covers Columbus. Um, but I, it's a really cool concept. He's got a lot of good bands together. 20. Like, he's got a lot. And like, stand-up yeah. comedians coming in. And then they're going to play covers of the great Columbus bands because there really are a lot of good bands in Columbus that you, people don't give a chance to. Like, nope. I've told a lot of people this year, like, I'm not trying to be that guy. Zoo Trippin' is, if you haven't listened to it yet, you need to listen to this album. It's really Really good. Yeah the the album the album itself is very good. Their previous work is very good. The way they have, I feel like their whole business model is well tailored for the twenty first century. They have two guys who are really smart. They try to pretend that they're not, but they are. With Tony and Lynn, and like they know what they're doing, building that brand. Especially Tony, he's really good at what he's doing with Zoo Trippin. But. Yeah, that album though was was killer from a music standpoint. Yeah, from mean from the musicality to the the lyrical content, and the general. I mean, without giving away too many state secrets for them, because I do encourage anyone to listen to this album. And if you have a record player, spend the fifteen to twenty bucks. Yeah, Tony's still got vinyl. If you want to pick it up, I have it on actual vinyl. vinyls. I, yes. Yeah, they're yeah, purple. They got vinyl. They're purple. Records. I have one. It's I pretty badass. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a purple purple record. Yeah, but. So if you if you have the ability, get it and listen to it on vinyl because they're yeah. Speaking of vinyls, I've noticed there's a lot there are a lot more bands putting vinyls out than there used well, to be before vinyls were. People like me and Matt now. I, I've started really listening to vinyl again. Um, it's just a superior sound. I to listen to. I disagree. See, I, I disagree I with that on, on that. one point. At home, at, at home, same, no, at I, home. I mean, it's not even the, still. No, I still. What it is, is for me, it's a different sound. Vinyl is mixed and mastered differently because you're dealing with certain physical limitations of the vinyl. I like the way it sounds better than CDs and streaming I grew quality. Up, see, I grew up on vinyls. I grew up with, I yeah. spent the first few years of my life with my mom and my grandma and my grandpa, and I remember... My grandma had a good collection of vinyls. I mean, she definitely had way more CDs than she did vinyls, but the vinyls, like, that's how I discovered, like, the Everly Brothers, which are mm-hmm. were forever ago, and discovered uh, Steppenwolf, I think. was <laughs> She had Steppenwolf on vinyl. Um, I didn't get I think that she had. I think she had one. I think she had at least one Beatles album on vinyl. I can't remember offhand. I was so little, though, so... But I just like the art yeah, element and, to and it too. Like when you art. get a hold of this like big thing, it's normally me. 
Uh, but you, you have like a thing to hold and you can oh, interact absolutely. with it and you can read it and they've got cool liner notes and like the picture's bigger and it's It's that awesome. and it's kind of one of those because of the way it's mixed and mastered and I, again, I mean this merely as a statement of fact, not an indictment of <laughs> the, the format, is that because it has those limitations, like you hear it though and you're instantly transported back into say like 1978. Yeah, like like whenever you is that watch- a bad thing? No, no not in any not way, shape, or form. That's why I mean it's <laughs> I do a good it all thing. The time. Like you know when you because you know sometimes when you listen to a record and you turn the volume all the way down, yeah, you can still hear it. You can hear it coming. out. You can out. actually hear yeah. it coming out at line level. And I'm like, that's why. Like when you watch movies, that when someone turns the music down, it still plays it very quietly <laughs> in the background because that's the way it actually was. It didn't go away completely. It stuck around. Yeah. Um. So for me, like it's stuff like that and just the. The mental flash, like whenever, for me, whenever I put on London Calling, yeah, I'm instantly sent back into, I think for them it's 1980. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there in, you know, 19, early 80s London, and the crazy shit that was going on then with the IRA and, and you know, Margaret Thatcher and, and everything that was going down in England, England in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're instantly back and you're a part of that. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Kelly, what about you for local standpoint, something you've got tuned into 2017? Local. Local. Oh, um, my ticket home. Okay. Let me tell you guys, I saw them with nothing more. I went out to Colorado back in late October, the weekend of Johnny Hawkins' birthday, because I like to travel here and there for shows and I just so happened to go, oh, there's a good opportunity to go and, you know, travel. And I hadn't heard of my ticket home. They're from here. They're from Columbus. And I'm not quite sure on how popular they are, but they they got they got um direct support on that tour so this past fall and it was just like whoa. Cause I I like I like edgier as Matt said earlier. I'm one of the two people at the table that likes the edgier sounds and my ticket home reminded me a lot of the grunge era for me. And that's like honestly, as much as I talk about nothing more, the grunge era is my favorite era of music. I, I honestly have no, I, side note here. I don't, I don't know how many people in their mid twenties know of bands like Green River and Malfunction and Mother um, Love Bone, even Mother Love Bone. And that's my I favorite ju- of I the just, early grunge stuff. I like, I, I have yet to meet a lot of people, or at least hear a lot of people in mine and Lauren's age group really. Well, I'm older than I'm I'm older than both of you guys. Like Mother Love Bone, Malfunction, and Green River. I mean, all of that stuff was when I was like three. Yeah, Fugazi, (laughs) Fugazi. Like that was like really like mid to late eighties stuff. Like, right? It's solid. No, some really talking about. Well, Mother Love Bone and Green River. Like that's kind of Pearl Jam. Like going up through to Pearl Jam. Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament were in Mother Love Bone Green River together. So these are bands that I Mother should know. Bo- you and should really that Green River. Either. I think Mother Love Bone's better than Green River. Yes, uh, but Green River, Green River. If you like punk, 
like Green River is way more of the punk stuff. Then I love it. Mother Love Bone is more of just it was rock and roll Zeppelin style kind yeah. of thing. Like they were more trying to be Led Zeppelin, and then so Mother Love Bone falls apart, and because, Jeff Ament. Well, they didn't fall apart. They're, Andrew Wood died. Andrew Wood. He yeah, OD'd. Over, but that's how we get Temple but. of the Dog. That album gets made with Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder and all those guys, okay. where they do Hunger There's Strike. Stone Gossard. Stone Gossard. Jeff Ament. They're all. In that band. Gossard and Ament were not sure that they were going to continue anymore after Andy, Andrew Wood dies. He's just like, I, we can't. We're done. Like, there's no way we can do another band. And then uh, Eddie Vedder finds their little demo tape that's been floating around. And then that, that becomes Pearl Jam. Yeah. So, like, those are really cool bands. Um, I'm glad to hear young kids do know of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like I, Green I, River. I know I'm still kind of young, but, you know, it's... I like Green River. It's it's good, but it's not Mother Love Bone good. Mother Love Bone's actually. See, yeah. and even like... And I, I discovered Grun Truck, actually, from an Allison Chains interview where Lane mentioned them. It was a Headbangers Ball interview. Uh-huh. And I'm like... So... I heard the beginning of the song, and the, but in the video clip on YouTube, they cut to the next right. portion of the interview, and I'm like, Grun Truck. Okay, I got to look these guys up because yeah. you're cutting out the videos to weave the pieces of the interview together, which, I mean, it's fine. I can just go look up Grun Truck on YouTube. Look them up, and I tribe uh, Crazy Love or a couple of the songs that... I just went, whoa. But anyway, back to my ticket home. <laughs> so that's kind of the era that came to mind for me yeah. for my ticket home. They kind of they kind of have, I don't know if they necessarily branded it, but they kind of call themselves puke rock, which is one of those <laughs> really interesting. And actually, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that the first of the two shows that I saw them with nothing more and by the way, Hell or High Water and Palisades were both on the bill for that, and they're both phenomenal bands. Hell or High Water is uh, a Treyu's old singer is in Hell or High Water. He sings for them. No way. Yes, Lauren. All right, I'm going to be looking them up. <laughs> yeah, they're... This is as much as an eye-opening experience for us so as a year in review for the rest of us. So anyways, I know who Lauren has also discovered in 2017. You're welcome. Um, so my ticket home, just the poor guy, the first show, I mean, even the second show that I saw them, like back-to-back, poor guy was sick. Now... He, the lead vocalist is also the bass player, or I think, yeah, he's the bass player, so. We don't fact check on this show, it, by the way, um, so You did earlier when you looked up who was nominated for a Grammy on your phone. Well, I, I, I shouldn't be, like, not <laughs> fact checking myself, because I feel like that's We've, just kind of like. We built this entire show on not fact checking. Yeah. This is, these are small facts. But. Anyway, People okay. Can judge us. Who cares? So Look, I want somebody to like write a message and be like, "By the way, you got Look. this wrong in your show." That means they fucking listen to That's it. That's true. That's true. I don't really care. We're wait. We're waiting to be corrected. <laughs> correct you correct me. us. Just, a, just no. But see, just yeah, as long yeah, as yeah, I gave you bad information. No, the Come only, at me, bro. No, Matt. Matt. The only time you're not allowed to be correct is when it's political. Also true. Anyways, as I we was saying, we don't talk politics. Anyway. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> bring up politics. Incorrect. I just say you're not allowed to be correct. Okay, so anyways. Now y'all just made yeah, me lose I my <laughs> 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 fuckers. 
but he was so oh yeah so he was sick for part of that tour and i happened to witness the poor guy puke on stage right at the end of their set i felt so bad i mean we have some locals that do that too but but. at the same (laughs) time like it wasn't ian Yeah, Ian from I, service. Yeah, yeah, Ian, Ian from in service of serpents. When you hear this, stop puking on. You you hear two different opinions on that, which it's really it's kind of comical. You either you either rocking. hear that's so metal or that's so disgusting. No, that's and disgusting. It's that I, it's so metal. <laughs> it is so metal. No, this could literally be its own. Lawn. This could literally be its own podcast. Sorry about inducing create metal creative or disgusting. Hey, pile that into the um, 2018 podcast topic bank. <laughs> what puking metal off? Metal or disgusting? Metal or disgusting? <laughs> we'll just we'll do a whole show. Just so you guys know, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> she does have good that, ideas. That's what we'll do. We'll do a whole show. Is it metal or disgusting? <laughs> I, I'm really not that much of a snob, though. I'll. I'll I'll, I'll admit that you know. I've built this whole show on being a snob. Yeah, that's that's how we that's how we do. We have, do we have, do we that's have precisely why up? I'm not a snob because it's not my show. <laughs> <laughs> do, we have another, do we have another song I mean, lined it is, up for another question? Not, right. we're go, Lauren, Lauren, what about you? Uh, some okay, local well, I have a quick question. Does it need to be somebody local to Columbus or somebody that came to a local show? Because I we'll have go with a, that. That's fine. Just underground. Well, here, we'll go underground because I think I know who you're going to say. I have. A ton of people that I could say for this. Yeah. Um, but they're not worthy. Oh, they're all very worthy. So and F them. I, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure who I want to say, um, but... We don't have a format. Just go for it. Just, just, just start rambling. Just spew them all out. Just be like, all right, so this guy, this guy, yeah. this guy. So, okay, well... We're going to be here a minute. Here, well, here, here's the very obvious one. Uh, black coffee. Yes. If you have not seen black coffee... You're not living your life right. There's a problem. <laughs> These guys are phenomenal. I mean, from the moment they walked on stage at Al Rosa Villa for their first show, I was in love. Like, and they're another 70s-esque Yes, they are. Band they, too. they scream Led Zeppelin. Somebody had said that they're like Led Zeppelin and another band made love. And it was... I'm not entirely... I haven't seen them yet. I'm, I'm really annoyed what? that I haven't seen them yet. What? Me of all people. Well, guess what? Tomorrow night, you can see them. Ringing in the new year. Are they at Alrosa? They're at Alrosa. I won't be I'll, that. I'll I just, be there. I just got my tickets last night from Justin from Black Coffee. Finally. Um, joining, jo- joining me for a little Boba Flex fun. Oh, by, by the way, uh, I, I may or may not have discovered that I love Boba Flex way more than I thought I did last year, so... I thought you were about to say that you discovered them in 2017. No, you know I know better than the. And try I was about to, to have that. to like reach over this table. I feel like Boba Flex just like I, lives I'd probably in the smack the shit I, out of myself before anybody would touch me if I did that. I'd let Marty smack the shit out of me first. I'm well aware of Boba Flex. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know who they no, were. No, 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 no. I was I'm like, oh, okay, we have a problem. Yeah, I just I just think they live in the basement at Alrosa. I didn't say I listened to them, but I'm well aware of who they are. Yeah, well, that's fine. So Teach black- their own. We'll, let, they you, we'll yeah. let it slide for you, Brian. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, Black Coffee, they are a great group of guys. I, uh, I had the opportunity to be in studio with them while they were recording, and I took pictures for them. And I have to say, that is one of my fondest memories from this year. Um, watching them work was amazing. Mm-hmm. The way their minds work and how they worked together and... 
I just have to say, their lead singer and bassist, they are a... So they're a uh, three-piece pal- outfit, Yeah, they're they? a three-piece. Um, they, they did have a bassist, but now they're a three-piece. Um, their lead singer, bassist, Ehob, he is... He's just, like... He's amazing. I, I don't even have the words for how great this kid is. I mean, he, his voice can do anything. You ask him to do something, and he's going to be able to do it. He's phenomenal. And their album's coming out in 2018, isn't it? Yes. Yes, that and I something... am so thankful that I got to be there while they recorded three of those songs. It was one of the greatest experiences. They are amazing. I mean, I have like four other bands that I discovered this year. 2017 was a great year of discovery for you me. You were busy this year. I was very busy. I discovered a lot of bands. Um, a Decade Apart was one of them. They Now, granted, I knew of them, but I had never listened to them or met right. them or talked to them or like seen them at a show. They are one of my favorite local bands now. I, Miles from I Apollo is doing a remix for them. He's like as we speak. Right on. Oh, nice. Wow. Miles has been keeping Cute. busy in the metal scene. So and I'm happy for him. I mean, every, I'm always happy when somebody's got work. Oh, yeah. So that's always good. All right. Well, we talked about them early. Um, we played a couple songs off of this album, but I know they won't care. And in fact, they will share our podcast. If we play their song. Yes, they will. <laughs> well, but we're going to listen to another Zootrippin uh, song from Purple. Uh, oh, this yeah. time we're going to listen to um, Maintenance and Moderation. This is one of my That's favorites. A good one. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, also uh, Neil Stackhouse, we had him on earlier this year. That was one of the better shows we've done. If you've not listened to the Neil Stackhouse interview, go back and listen to Neil's story. Anybody in life, you just for your own benefit, listen to Neil's story. Just, it'll change it's, your it's, perspective. It'll on change this. your life. Yeah, it really will. It's it's just really. He's a hell we'll, of a we'll guy. Talk, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Yeah, I mean song. the bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I just like whoa, man. Yeah, so Sorry. this is a uh, uh, Neil is playing the uh, trombone on this song. So again, this is a uh, maintenance and moderation by Zoo Trippin, and this is off the album Purple. We'll be back in a few. My brother's fighting in the desert 
Maintenance and moderation by Zoo Trippin. I'm excited for what they do next because I know they're working on they're working on new material right now. Uh, I believe, yeah, they're working on a B-sides album, something along those lines. So they're not actually writing stuff; they're just looking at maybe stuff that they may be didn't touching things. Up, they may be touching things up or moving things around too. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I'm interested to see what they do next. They've been through some lineup change. It was weird; like they got through Purple. And then two members left. I released the album, and then, like, boom, two members left. But It was like, okay, we've had our fun. We've, we've got <laughs> our passion piece out. Now I'm done with music for the time. Both Drew yeah, both Drew and Alston both left the band. Shortly thereafter. And which was sad, because yeah. they were like, we're going to audition people. And I'm like, I kind of want to audition. But at the point when they need them, I'm like, I have a life. Right. And now I don't have a life. <laughs> so, like, I probably should have auditioned for them. Yeah, you never know how it's going to work. And, you know, it's, hey, life's funny. You never know who, how you end up yeah. getting with people. Um, so, moving forward into 2017. Uh, 2018. 2018. Let's wrap this up real quick, and then we're going to kind of move into a little bit different form of discussion. But, again, it's going to wrap up what we've done here at the podcast and what we're looking into going into the next year. But, uh, Matt, probably album of 2017 that you just couldn't get enough of this is not a new album yeah um this album is actually five years old but i discovered it this year um and that's will hoag's modern american protest music i've listened to it it's fantastic it that album came out in 2012 I listened and to you it listen year. to it now and it's like this mm-hmm. is more relevant and speaks more now than it did five years ago and what I like about it is Will, Will Hogue is a bona fide country artist. Mm-hmm. He is a country musician. Yeah. This is what I am. This is what I do. Right. What he writes about and what he talks about, mainstream country radio is so afraid. <laughs> of like, like I put him in the same boat right. that I do with Sturgill Simpson, only I would say Will Hogue is even more on the nose. Yeah, about what he's writing and what he's okay. talking. Same thing. He's more like Jason Isbell in that sense. He's a yeah. he's a less guitar talented Jason Isbell. <laughs> Jason Isbell's like that triple threat. Will Hogue's a double threat. Like he can sing and he can like he can write. Like those yeah. are his two yeah. big yeah. things. He's not as good as I wouldn't say he's as good a guitar player as Isbell is. Okay, but the content of their songs they're going to come at and it's like basically Will, Will Hogue is not afraid to be blue from a red state if that makes any sense. Right. Yes. And yes, that yes. takes a. That takes balls. Right. That, that takes brass balls to be blue coming from, I think for him it's Tennessee. For Isabel, it's Alabama. Yes. And for, for them to come out and 
produce the material that they're not afraid to go after in a format Correct. that is so largely not into what they talk about. Amazingly enough, but yes. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go down that road. Yeah, we're no, we're not. We're, I don't. But that's why I like them. It's that they right, are. They right. will. We're not going to go down that road, but they will. They will. Talk. They will, and they're not afraid to do that. All right, let's change it up. Just get the order crazy, Lauren. What was something? What was an album in 2017 you couldn't get enough of? Okay, so this is a really hard question for me because I discovered all of these questions are hard because this was a great year for music for me. Um, I discovered four albums that have been fantastic. Go for it. Um, so, honorable me- mentions to these three. Um, Cold War by Of Mice and Men. Okay. Fantastic album. Um, album right before their singer, their clean vocalist. Well, no, not clean vocalist. Um, their other vocalist left, Austin. Um, fantastic album. Another honorable mention that we've already talked about, Nothing More. I mean... Their new album, fantastic. Another, Deception by Design That's by Dread Engine. Obviously, I'm going to s- mention that because, uh, I mean, I live in Dread Engine. I mean, we all kind of know that. We're not, we'll, we're not their mouthpiece, but we do I'm a, a lot of I am a them. walking Dread Engine commercial. <laughs> That's words, true. Words, words from my roommate. She, well, she is wearing a Dread Engine shirt. I do have a and Dread a Engine necklace. shirt on right she's now. She's a walking, and talking necklace. billboard as well. And necklace. Well, no. and, tattoo. and tattoo. The tattoo, right she's always got that. doesn't count. I mean, yeah, the tattoo doesn't leave, but the necklace doesn't either. But anyway, so the album I want to talk about is Aggressive by um, Beartooth. Um, Columbus's own Beartooth. Co- Columbus's own. Um, I just got into Beartooth this year. Um, I knew about them last year, but this year was that that the, that was the year for Beartooth for me. Yep. Um, they were Courtesy here in Columbus, actually. Um, they were here in Columbus, and they recorded uh, three of the three or four of the tracks at the end of the album uh, here in Columbus. I did not go to that show, even though my friend had a ticket for me. I was stupid and didn't go. Um, and now I listen to those songs and I'm like, that could have been me screaming in the background with them. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that album just, for me, um, every song on there I can relate to in some way. And that's what I look for in music. Um, one of the songs, Sick of Me, huh, I love that song because... I'll be quite frank here. I hate myself a lot sometimes. Like, I'm like, Lauren, if I was another person, I would punch you in the face right now. <laughs> like, fuck you, chick. Like, <laughs> that song is like, for me, it's like listening. It speaks to you. Yeah, it speaks to me. It's like listening to a battle with myself, but at the same time, I'm like learning to love myself. It's like, I'm fucked up, but it's okay. Um, there, I mean, there, there are so many that, other albums. That's like all of my 2017. Well, so. yeah, yeah, but like that album, I just I listen to it and I'm like, this song I relate to because of this. This song I relate to because of this. It's so heavy and so relatable. It's phenomenal. You know what's amazing is that your musical taste will start to mellow once you come to grips with the fact that you're just yourself. I mean, and then you lose all that anger that you had, and then you're just like. 
I just want a song that I can drink a beer to and not necessarily want to punch holes in the wall. Now, I refrained, <laughs> I refrained from mentioning the new Taylor Swift album, Reputation. Hey, we talk about Tay-Tay. We like Tay-Tay I, I know, on the show. I do know she my person. girl. I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> I do actually Stop know it. a person that I like Taylor the Swift. way... Fuck you. I do know a person that the way country music, like his brain receives it... <laughs> He actually gets very agitated, very irritable, kind of. Same. It, in, in, it's like there are people that are like that. So it's, it's like, and you know, metal does it to some people, and that's why. Which some used to be me. Listen to metal, and pop does it to a lot of people too. I mean, so it's yeah, it's one of those things where. You know, it's just music create you... music is going to create a reaction, and good yeah. music should that, regardless yeah, it of should where create a whatever reaction. genre you're listening to. There should be some type of reaction that comes from you, and if Always. there's not a reaction, then it it's not good. Well, now that I've learned well, that we all love Taylor Swift here, except uh, I parent. accept Taylor Swift as <laughs> oh, as you will learn to love her. Fan. You want to no, you want to watch Matt just blow his lid? You want to watch this? It's fun to do. Ready? Oh man. Did you know that Taylor Swift is doing more to grow guitar player awareness than any other person in music today? Yes, she's like Kurt <laughs> Co-fucking-Bane, okay? Like, I, I fully realize how many, I'll just say this, teenage girls write and play music now because of Taylor Swift, okay? I acknowledge and accept her influence on the world of music, okay? I get it. I get it. Just okay? so everyone's aware, She's he is good. flailing his arm around. She's good. Violently. <laughs> no. Well, her Ugh. new album is fantastic. And Brian is dying. And He's I, laughing so hard. He I can actually... Do, he, he can and will at some point in the next year do the same thing to me on a podcast where I will go on a very similar rant well, about something as equally inane as that <laughs> subject. It will happen. Well, we'll see how, how what you react to. I am actually going to be seeing her next summer at the Ohio Stadium. Yeah, you were and, way um, too excited Depending to if I get drunk or not, I might just write a review for that. So There you go. Yeah, you'll be the oldest person in that. No, my roommate will be with me, and she's older than me. So, so I guarantee them. you, there will be at least a few moms there. Yeah, so that too. isn't. A I, I do have. I have. I do have some friends. Oh, there'll be some and they'll be as bad as a Bieber oh, show, yeah. but you know. Or it, it, what, what was always funny is um, Nationwide Arena back-to-back nights had Rush one night and Taylor Swift the next. <laughs> or like maybe not back-to-back night, but it was the same week. And I was down yeah. in the Arena District both days. Of just in a, both days because I was in I was down there for the Taylor Swift concert and then I actually went to the Rush concert. Jealous. And I mean at the Rush concert I mean it was a packed house at Nationwide Arena so we're talking twenty thousand people. Five girls. In the, the yeah, there may have been a hundred women in the <laughs> wow. entire in the entire arena. Sorry, JP. Yeah. Rush sucks. And I'm pretty sure half of them were texting during and the And there show. were probably five men at the Taylor Swift concert. No, I mean, that were... Pa- but there yeah, were more I mean, men than there were women at the Rush concert. That, that is that absolutely true. But, it, I mean, it was... I, I had never seen so many... We'll just call them teen... We'll just call them pre-teen pageant queens. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore the fact that anybody said Rush sucks. Okay, that's just my perspective. Oh, Rush is terrible. Brian, Brian, is, Brian is a I terrible human them. being when it comes to... I accept them. <laughs> <laughs> I accept them. You accept them the way I accept them. I really, yeah. I really don't know their music that well. Now yeah. nah, we won't go into Rush, but anyway, getting back into Kelly, what about you? Local album? Well, not local. Can be any album 2017. I was going to say local, really? You know, no, anything. Know anything. That. Nothing more takes the cake for me for 2017. 
as I'm gonna have to listen to this. Apparently, you two keep it's going fantastic. On about- I'm wearing their sweatshirt. Yeah, they're there. Well, I mean, it's on my chair, but I, I have it with me. <laughs> one of these days, I will own a piece of Nothing More merch. That is the one thing I regret about 2017, and I'm <laughs> that's sure... That's your only regret? That's a pretty good regret. You own then. a lot of memories with them, though. I uh, think that's better than any merch. This is actually true. Okay, so I got to watch Johnny Hawkins get pied in the face on his birthday by their sound engineer and their tour manager, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I... That was one of the greatest moments of my life, period, but... The fact that it happened this year and I can talk about it at the end of this year is pretty fucking awesome. Sorry, John. They're they're really good um. though. It's like their <laughs> their writing is very good. Like I saw them at Rock on the Range, and admittedly I was like one of the first one of the first thoughts I had was, damn, that dude must do like a fuck ton of bench presses and sit-ups like every goddamn day. Can <laughs> I just say that during that entire set I was sobbing my eyes out because I love them that much? I have a problem. But I have he's, a problem. But like, but my, my point, like their their music, their musicianship, and then Johnny as a frontman performer is so good. All of them. He is together. just insane. That, when dude, it comes to his stage antics, that boy, I swear, you'd think never would run out of energy. No, because he's a fucking brick shit house. <laughs> One of these days, he's gonna like hurt himself. And because he jumps around on that stage without shoes on. See, this is what that, that that was always the thing about when Chester Bennington was alive. He did the same shit. He was such a freak on stage. Wait, that he he at the the instances that I know of, of Chester broke his wrist it during one of his shows in the mid two thousands. He's, I think fractured or broken his collarbone or something he broke his ankle like right at the beginning of 2015 and was out for a while yeah see that's metal that's not disgusting and (laughs) (laughs) i agree anyways so it's like when like johnny to me is like one of the 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 saviors of my life when it comes to music and so i fear that so much though that it's like I love that statement I just feel like I know I'm not your mom but you gotta be careful buddy <laughs> it's like every time I just want to say that it's just I love this guy so much when I'm he's actually, up there on the scorpion tail and it's just flailing all over the place like the leaning thing, tower of pizza I swear I keep thinking that thing's gonna snap in half and that Danny Oliver their bass player is going to completely regret ever having had any hand in building that for Brian just it's this giant like metal apparatus there's mm-hmm. oh they have a name for it the scorpion the scorpion tail, tail. oh yeah. I thought it was something else. And okay. it's got like the this spring at the, the bottom. That. And it just it just sways back and forth like it's the space needle. Not me again. Not um, me. And but they go crazy but they go crazy on this problems. thing. Yeah. They go crazy on this thing. And every time we see it like that thing it's going to break. <laughs> Somehow it works. Like it's just insane. But anyways, back to the album. So that album to me really was a story. Like it was mm-hmm. very Absolutely. thorough, a very thorough story. The the 
If you want to read my review on electric persp- the Electric Perspective blog on our website That's to get an idea of how I interpreted, it's electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Yep, we did that. It is. <laughs> Just happened. So, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Just it's, accept it, it. It's okay. Yeah, it, it, you'll accept it because I, I said I so. So, anyway. No, I'm just messing. Um, like, honestly, that, like, you can, you can get my interpretation of what that story looked like on that review. But, um, so I won't get into that. That would take, like, 20 minutes just to explain the first half of the album for me. <clears throat> but, um... Like, it literally touched me in ways that I had never thought you could touch me. Like, my emotional and spiritual being just went, holy shit, this is not an experience I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Yet, I should have known better than to downplay how fucking insanely fabulous these guys are as musicians and writers and... It just blew my mind that, I mean, like, we've got iconic concept records, like Pink Floyd being one of, if not the greatest example of concept. That these guys, no, they're not Pink Floyd. I, I'm, I'm not going to smash those two together. But in their own unique way, that concept... It's probably the closest thing to a concept record I've heard in recent years. Like, honestly, just the fact that you have a very obvious idea of what it is they're talking about. It flows like a story. It, It it's like literally it's like reading a book just for people like me with attention span issues that, you know, music listening to an album from beginning to end it is literally the same thing for me as somebody who was a big book reader so that to me was like one of the trippiest experiences and just the songs and how even though Johnny explicitly makes it clear that a lot of that content was about his you know eight year relationship with his now ex-wife you know, and there were other, there were there were other obvious contributions lyrically as well. But um, like every single song on that album, for me, it it explained parts of my life in words that if that album had not come out when it did, I don't know that I'd be here right now. Hmm. That album literally saved my life, and. Honestly, if you listen, if anybody who has not heard the album yet, I'll give you a song that honestly needs to be a single just because it is so fucking good that it it just they need to consider it as a single. Tunnels. Agreed. Tunnels just hit every single spot in my soul where there's feeling to feel. Now, that to me was that, that was an experience. Like I'm, I've always been kind of like 
withdrawn from really opening myself up and that song really just opened up every floodgate in the universe and it felt so good that like it made waiting until almost the last song because it's the second to the last song if you don't include the instrumental with Alan Watts the late philosopher's voice at the end of the instrumental in between the tunnels and fade in fade out like that like waiting until almost the last song was so worth it and being able to being able to just trip out in my head and kind of like really kind of relate myself to myself that's what that album did for me and it really put my entire life into perspective and even though losing Chester Bennington was one of the roughest moments on me and probably honestly almost sent me over the edge, that album brought me back and over the point where I had been at emotionally before Chester committed suicide. Because those of you who don't know about me or know much about like my experiences with concert going I had met Chester a handful of times myself had a couple of experiences where we actually he came down to the barricade we sang together in the mic and stuff like that and it just but you have he, videos posted of that don't and, you I mean if you like for people that had like haven't seen that though because not every not everybody They're has, on your Instagram, but right? Yeah, you can go... It's probably easier to access access the ones that I have on my Instagram. They're the two that I did, but you'd probably have to look back a little bit, but it's like... How would somebody find you on Instagram? Should be able to find me... What's after, your handle what, name? What is my handle? Um... I can't handle my handle. Okay. Um, I think it's just Kelly. Um, it's Kelly. Oh, Kelly Marie dot EP mag. That's how you can find me. There you go, everybody. You can find a lot of. That, that's how active gotta, we are on Instagram. You gotta, you gotta drop your social media mentions if you're gonna tell those. But she yeah. is correct. I did just look it up. Well, Big good. So I mean, I, I would hope she would know, but. <laughs> I was gonna say I I kind of did. Sp- Base out there for a second, well, you, which you made and you changed it. It was just Kelly Marie, and then it's been Kelly Marie dot ep mag for quite a while. For a while, but that I, I, th- I thought about it like when I went to change it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with Lauren, and we own this magazine. Why would I not put ep? You know, electric perception in my username on Instagram. It's more than I've done. I don't. Like, and that's fine. Like, that's, I'm not pressed on that. That's, that's all on you. Like, it, if you never put that in there, then I'm obviously not going to go, hey, Lauren, you should probably do that sometime soon, because that's, Just that's punch me in the face. literally not a thing to me. Like, I did that because I felt like I needed to make that. But then again, Lauren, you're also kind of the headmaster still in a way, too. And more people know about your involvement than they do mine. So so to, to recap, for albums you guys need to check out for 2018 that we discovered this year, Nothing More for Kelly. Name of the album one more time. 
It is the stories we tell ourselves. That's right. The stories we tell ourselves, but nothing more. I went with Will Hogue's Modern American Protest Music from 2012. Brian went with... I did not. You did not have one, Brian. Who's your discovery? I thought you started, didn't you? No, I did not. I started started with Matt. I saved myself for last. Oh, shoot. I don't always start everything. I'm cool like that. Mine was Jason Isbell's The Nashville Sound. Uh, It was not anything that sounds like Nashville. In fact, it was everything that Nashville... uh, doesn't sound like and i won't even say doesn't sound like i will continue to say is afraid of oh yeah they're afraid of jason isbell us what he decided to do everybody told him that he would risk losing his audience if he actually wrote what he really wanted to write for this album he only had the top selling americana album on amazon for like five six weeks in a row like it it wasn't anyone even close and yes i do judge amazon sales for what people are buying because it's a direct market that way. As well, we should. Like, I, I don't need Billboard to tell me what they think of it as, like, Amazon is, they, they sell a lot of stuff. So it's, uh, it's called the Nashville Sound. It challenges everything that goes on in country music and kind of the crowd that country music caters to. Isabel really, like, took that crowd to task. Yeah, outside um, of your New York, Chicago, L.A. Yeah, he really did. That I middle mean, America. He, he has a nice conversation with middle America. He, he really did. And it wasn't over damning, but it was a lot of, like, you know, a song like White Man's World. This shit exists. Yeah, he went That's ahead. That's what it was. Yeah, he's like, guys, th- no, this is real. You need to do that. And, um, you know, The Last of My Kind, which opens the album and is followed by Cumberland Gap. I mean, they're it could honestly be the same person who came to a fork in life and one of them and the, in one scenario the person went this way and another scenario the person went that way and they both went wrong and they both end up having things that they regret where it was bad for this decision that they made you know one takes the road goes to college goes off to the city and the uh, and, and this very same person from the very same town doesn't go that route and stays in the town and they both end up really out of place in their current setting. So, I mean, that's what Isbell does. He writes about human beings. Um, and then he's not afraid. Like, the song, If We Were Vampires... That's I was going to say, If We Were Vampires. If We Were Vampires is the greatest love song that I've heard in yes. a long, long time. Yes. Because what's and, more romantic than a vampire? Well, but here's the premise well, of the are song. Well, are we going to play that one? No, I'm not going to play it. I feel it. like we should. No, we're not going to play that one. But um, what... The premise of that song, I want people to hear it on their own, is that when you're in a relationship, if you were vampires and you lived forever, That's cool. That'd be life great. would be easy. It would be. It's knowing that life and love are finite, that you should take those extra moments with your significant other. And, and cherish in those moments. It's, what makes love great is knowing that it, it only exists for a certain amount of time and that this person means so much to you that you should be invested in every last bit of it as opposed to, well, you know, if we lived forever, it would be easy to do love. Like, you would never have to worry about this other person being gone. But it's that finite element of love is what makes it really magical. And I'd never thought of it that yeah. way. And then when I heard it, it's pretty much the only way I can ever think of it. Like now, going forward, it's like, oh, yeah, these things are finite. That's actually a very beautiful. And I'm yeah. telling, it's it's the best love song I've ever. It's really it good. Really, you have to look it really, it's it's called "If We Were Vampires" and it's on the Nashville Sound. Um, I, th- I think it's his top song. I think it's 
we are going to play. I'm going to close the show with a song from that album, um, but I'm going to save that for a little bit. So that was 2017 for us in music. Now let's talk a little bit about electric perception and in 2017. As Matt and I said at the beginning of the show, going forward, uh, we are done. We are no longer uh, a massive BS podcast. We are just the electric perspective. Matt and I, like we said, we are writing reviews for both concerts and albums when things come out that we you know, are interested in, we'll go and do it. Um, you know, anybody that hears this, if you're a band, you need a press piece. All we ask for is a ticket. We're not, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do a press piece and we'll, we'll give you honest feedback. That's the other big thing. If I won't we're pull, not yeah. a mouthpiece. We, I, I did a review this year for a, a band called Miller and the Hunks that I think it was an eight song album and seven of those songs were average at worst. Right. And then the eighth song, the last song of the album, was just complete garbage. Yeah. It, it was terrible. It yeah. was, I had no idea like what they were doing. Why, why is this song even on the album? And I've, you just, we got to be clear. Maybe it was a joke. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. But this, I, this song, I for me, like, I, it, I didn't let it ruin the album for me. But it could have. It could have ruined the album for a lot of people. But that's the advantage of, you know, music and the skip button and whatnot. You yeah. know, you can always skip the song. But I think, I think going forward, you know, we're all going to be, you know, kind of trying to step up our work in the media world. And I don't know. Like, it's, it's a weird world that we live in for the press now because we get... None of us here are sitting here going, we're media professionals. I think I'm the closest to it with having a journalism degree, and that was from eight, from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not up to date on the rules and ethics and regulations. I wrote, I wrote and all for the school stuff. newspaper in high school for two yeah, years. Yeah, like none of us are claiming I to be. I didn't even do that. You didn't even do that? Yeah, no, I, have, I have I have a mild journalism background. It's very very. I have very no small. experience yeah, with any of, of this. But, I'm running a fucking business. But I mean, I wrote for my high school's newspaper my senior year, and honestly, I can't claim that I'm like. None of us are pros at this. No, no, but we will write. Like Matt said, we'll write honestly. Um, we'll give you our opinion. Um, but moving forward, I guess I'd kind of like to let Lauren kind of tackle it. It's, you know. It, for those people who are not familiar with us as a publication site, as a content site, what do you want people to know when they go to our webpage, electricperception.com? What do you want them to know that they're going to be able to get from a content standpoint? Um, so ultimately, the goal with this from the very moment that I decided that I wanted to start a publication by myself, like on my own, and then Kelly obviously came in and helped me with all this. My, my main goal was to show people the memories or provide the memories that people already made, but be able to look back on. So me as a photographer, I'm taking the pictures for you at the shows that you went to. Mm-hmm. And you remember them, but then you get to go back and you get to look at these pictures. Now... I know a lot of people are like, well, those aren't my pictures, so they're not my memories. Which I think is stupid, by the way. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I was one of those people. I will be honest. Because, like, I was the person that always had my cell phone out. And when I was at a show, I always had my cell phone out, taking pictures. And those pictures were always shit. They are. For, ev- for everybody that takes cell phone pictures, I'm sorry, but your, your pictures, pictures are, are shit. shit. They're bad. 
And I will be honest, there are some photographers, myself included, that take pictures that are shit. You have to know what you're doing to get good pictures. Not every picture you take is going to be a masterpiece. Oh, no. And I have plenty of pictures that are fucking terrible. I will admit that I am not the perfect photographer. I still have a lot of work, ways to go. But anyways, um, electric perception. I want to create memories. I want to document these memories for people. Um, When it comes to the writing and reviews and all of that kind of aspect, I want people to read these things and say, okay, now I'm going to go and check this band out myself. Or I completely disagree with this. And I I hope that everybody, if you disagree with something that we say, I want you to reach out. Comment on our page. That is an option. You can comment on the website. Um, You can be anonymous or you can give us your name. We'll throw down with anyone. Yeah, I mean... I'll have way more respect for you as a human being if we put your name to what you write. I put my name on everything I write and I put my name on this podcast. I mean, if you you want to challenge me, like, put your name to it. I'm I'm not afraid to respectfully discuss elements with people right I'm, nobody in on here is i think trying to be a jerk about it but i'll say for the record if you want to come at me at least put your name on it no yeah, it rush sucks we haven't had anybody <laughs> and i'll respectfully disagree but it's cool we Anyways. haven't had anybody post any comments without a name but it is an option you put in whatever your name is you can put anonymous if you want um however i will say that when it comes to us it comes directly to my email and it tells me what email sent it. So yeah. We do know the email that it came from. We do from. know it. We aren't going to call you out because we're not that big of assholes. We're assholes, but not that big of assholes. I'm a- well, and it, it, it's something that we, we, fa- we in the media, and I won't even say we, just the four of us. I mean, I feel like the... Other publications, too. Yeah, I feel like media publications are at a crossroads right now where it it's... <laughs> Favoritism is becoming evident. Oh yes. And the media is at Since a cross is at a crossroad. It's starting to come to a crossroads now, where it's like, okay, do we just be, do we continue to try and be the impartial, down the line, you know, neutral reporting style that they have been for the past five hundred years, whenever public occurrences first mm-hmm. came out, or do we just admit, hey, yes? we have our biases, but the stuff that we're writing about, like, we've done our homework. We do know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, how how open do these publications get with their favoritism? Can can they go from... If we're, if we're not going to be able to toe the line on what is on what is neutral, can we at least toe the line on what is accurate and factual? And not only what is accurate and factual... But also, you kind of want to keep in mind, like, I mean, free access to information if you get a hold of it, but sometimes there's a line to draw between what's relevant to the public and what's irrelevant to the public, too, because often what is irrelevant to the public can kind of be, like, it can kind of end up starting a lot more drama than it's worth. Yes, it is, but we are also a... And, and I'm, we're going to get to Lauren here. We are also, the, the issue that we're also going to continue to run into, and I think it's important that, that anyone who's in, involved in any type of media coverage, coverage at least has a thought on this, regardless of what you want to do with it, is that, you know, 
when you look at the high, I won't say high, but like national level media, you know, the people, Entertainment Weekly, mm-hmm. Rolling Stone, all of these people, you know, they're they're covering it from on a much higher level than even we are. But when you, but then when you turn around and you're looking at artists, I'm gonna just throw a name out there, like someone like a, like a Blake Shelton. Yeah, you know, the the number one question he asked is actually not about his music, and his music is good at, at least a third of the time. For a country singer. At least a third of the time. Yeah. But no, the number one stuff that he gets asked about, how's Gwen? How are things going on with Gwen? Are you going to have any kids soon? Whatever. Like, the, the lifestyle and the personal drama is an aspect of the entertainment coverage that Correct. inquiring minds want to know for whatever reason. It's like, in the, and with stuff like that, like, a lot of people, there's always like a divide. Like a lot of people don't want to hear about that anymore because they get so sick of hearing it on their feed. But then, you know, there is the public interest in it too. I mean, ultimately, I my, my I guess my personal opinion on that is, do they want to keep getting asked that same question over and over and over? Well, it's and easy. Over you just stay at home. But yeah, because <laughs> I mean you're out there like doing your thing and all of a sudden oh I'm supposed to answer that question I thought that was just between me and so and so a lot of people do get offended and Nothing's I think sometimes anymore. it's kind of like I think we need to re- kind of relearn how to like back away from certain topics of discussion just because like sometimes I feel like if, if I were in that person's shoes, I would want that same respect, you know, get... Now, there are people that are more than happy to divulge all the information. That's where you start to come into a more gray area. That's fine if they're, like, not pressed on you not sharing that information. It's, you know, they're willing to be an open book, but, you know... It's like sometimes you hear the same people over and over and over again go, hey, look, I'm tired of you bringing this up. Can you stop? And then it doesn't. And it's sometimes just like, I think that anybody that's being covered by the media also has a right to say, hey, look. Oh, I, I feel like you absolutely always have the right to not answer a question. I don't know. Lauren, you're the boss lady. But here. Lauren What's... has been trying to say something for about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and we'll I'm, get to- down to here. <laughs> I'm totally going to backtrack because it has nothing to do with any of that okay. shit. Um, so something that you said, Matt, was that um, you guys will give an honest review. And um, it's really funny that you said that because our very first show as Electric Perception was... Um, we covered the Boba Flex show in Bucyrus. At and Dillinger's. there was a certain band on that uh, bill. I'm not going to name it. Are they named in the article? No. Okay, They're Continue. not. So people that went to that show will probably know who we're talking about. Otherwise, I mean, whatever. Um, I'm going to be totally honest here. Kelly sent me her review of the show. Obviously, I was the photographer. She was a reviewer. She sent me her review, and she just destroyed this band. Like, called... Without actually saying it, called them straight shit. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So, this is our first sh- first <laughs> our review. First, our first and first, Like, this is our first 
release yeah. for electric perception. And I looked at her and I was like, you either need to sugarcoat this or we're not putting it in there. So we just didn't put it in there. We just cut it out. Because I was like, I don't want us like to this be band the may bad as well guys. have not have been there type deal. Well Well and I, you know what when we had that conversation too, I was like, you know what, you're right, because what I want that being said about me. Right. So, so like, if I were I to thought, read this review, would yeah. I even know this band was on the Let me not bill? do that, because no. obviously that's just, uh, you know, when you're, I possibly. guess, when, you know, when I was in that creative mode, and I'm just, I've never been involved in a magazine before, and I'm not thinking, like... Well, you were being a writer. You were doing yeah. you were doing your job. I was, you know, with good intentions. You were intentions, absolutely doing your job, but, but as our first That's your job release, as the editor. Well, exactly. To make that I call. edit her, she edits yeah. everybody else. I, I, like I was watching, like I was reading this and I was like, we cannot do this as our first release. Like I don't want to be the assholes of the Columbus music scene. Like, yeah. but now, see, reading your guys' reviews, you guys have a way of putting it. It's so sweet. <laughs> but, but so, but so right. Like, they're you guys terrible. Are like, they tried hard, but they're shits. terrible. Uh, like put it, put a little sweet tone. There. To so to get into that, where Matt and I said we would be honest. First off, I said it earlier. I mean it. I mean, a band reached out to me and asked me to do a review, and I said I'm not the person to write this review because I could write it, but the what you would get back from me would be an awful review. It would be terrible. I have people because that I work with. like it. Right. Like, I didn't like it. I, I still don't. I don't think it's very good. But I, it's not my cup of tea. Passing it off to somebody at the magazine, that allows us to do that. The other thing is, you know, Kelly, you make a point, but at the same time, there's, there's two sides to it. Number one, as a person that's a reviewer, the reason I take what I do seriously when I write it is because people are coming to me and saying, I only have X amount of dollars for my entertainment and I want to make sure that I get the best bang for my buck. And if that means me telling them that this album isn't worth your $12, like, I feel like I'm doing the service. Now, that doesn't mean well, no, every that's piece. that's not what I, that's but, not. But that doesn't mean. That's not what I mean. But it doesn't mean that I have to go out of my way to just overly trash something. You know what I mean? You can still she find She was being elements. honest. Uh, right, and you can, but that you can always find elements of good to discuss. After the... Um, the other point that you made that I want to touch back on, though, is this one with people in, in the media and talking to people in the media. If you're in any type of situation where you're a celebrity or there's media around, you have to be conscious of it in 2017. People will fucking burn you. That's not my fault as a podcast host or a person that writes. It's just up to... If we're not going to do it, someone else will. Somebody else will do it to you. It won't be us, and I'll put my name on it. I will never burn anybody because... The main reason with all of that is our job is to also gain information. And sometimes we get access to things and information and stories that, yeah, it'd make a great gossip piece. And, yeah, we could get 8,000 clicks on it. And, yes, we could get 78 Facebook shares in the first hour that we wrote it. But, I mean, so one day it was good, but we need content five years from now. Like, it doesn't do us any good to burn something there and that's just irresponsible journalism it's like matt said somebody will do it now because that's what it's all about is getting clicks but i think if you if we're going to separate ourselves into you know one of the premier places in columbus to go to get information on local shows and reviews and opinions you got to be honest but you also got to make sure that you treat people and value them as people i mean you have to understand the decision i was making there we right no i get it it makes debuted our website yet and i was like look we're not gonna like for sure. If we're gonna debut, we're not gonna be the assholes. 
Yeah. We'll be the assholes later. But Again, like I said, there, there's a happy medium to doing all of it. So you have to. Um, I didn't. Well, I definitely, definitely agree with the fact that, you know, that when that when that happened, it was a little harsh. I, what I what I was what I what I meant by what I said wasn't so much as when we were when we review shows and when we review albums I meant like actual like personal personal. Well, yeah. I mean, we get privileged basically Not. gossip information, and we get it. And there's a lot of stuff we there. It. We 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 covered a I covered a a band where it was one of their shows where and again the the article's on the the website so you can find it. It's where like something was wrong. You know, band members were ch- band members changed. And there was a lot of gossip in regards to what had happened. Now, a lot of different information has ultimately come out since then. That what was not public knowledge at the time is, is a bit more public and proliferant now. But like, but we, we had that information. We knew what happened. And we had to make the decision, like, do we go into this or do we make the focus on the show because everyone and it was an easy no for the four people at this table it was easy to go no we don't do anything with it we just keep it and we sit on it yeah yeah i mean the the only time was was over whether or not this member was just a was this a mutual split up or was this person fired um and at the time it was when, when we went when we went with it um the information that was was public, or that that was safe to disseminate, basically, was that it was a mutual split. It has now since come out that said band member was fired, not a mutual. It, it was it was not a mutual split. It, it later on came out that this that this band member was fired. It was not mutual, and we knew that ahead of time. It's like okay, well, what what do we do with this information? And you know the the ethical dilemma is like, do we because people people wanted to know. There, there was definitely a, a, a segment of the public and our readers and our viewership that wanted to know what happened. They did. That, um, yeah, that does happen. Which, ultimately, that was my decision. Um, as somebody that's as close with them as I am, Yeah, I decided that uh, friendship and family is more important than... Uh, Media, which like I, I said, didn't want I mean, to destroy a, anybody's it was, it was an vision e- or view of. It was an easy decision to be responsible with it. Like it, yeah. it really wasn't that difficult. Like yeah, it, I mean, it, it wasn't I mean, something where you really looked at it and you were like, "Oh man, what do we?" Do? No, yeah. it was pretty. I mean, easy it wound start. up being yeah. a, it wound up being a huge roast topic for for <laughs> that night. So ultimately, ended up it ended up being perfect. Like not sharing that information ended up being perfect for our roast. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, I mean. And so there, there, there was ultimately a little bit of business in there. But a little bit, no, there absolutely but, was. But I, I, I felt at the Boy. time that sharing that information would be, would be bad for business. Yes. Yes, it, because we did not make that designation. Um, it, in the journalism world, there, there's three levels of, like, information that you require. There's on the record, which is the straight up. You know, tape recorder is rolling. We're aware that it's rolling. I know it's rolling. You know it's rolling. This is going to be on the record. Um, you know, so that, that's your official, you know, any on-the-record official statement. You've got, you know, deep cover. You know, you've got background sources where it's like, 
I mean, you know, a, a source from city, a source within City Hall, you know, a person with knowledge of the situation or however you want to classify it without using their name. Um, and then there's so basically an insider. Yeah. But you, you can go a little bit more into who that person is. Then right. there's deep, then there's, you know, the deep cover background, which, you know, sources said, that's it. And that's it. You don't mm-hmm. say anything other than it is a source. Boom. And then there's also your straight up off the record. And you, as a, if you're a good reporter, you have a lot of off the record conversations. Yeah. If you're where, good, at, if you're good at what you're doing, where you're you doing basically that. you get your information off the record, and mm-hmm. then you can confirm it on the record with another source. Yep. Pretty much. That's that's just good responsible reporting. Yeah. And that and that's where again we're saying we're not we're not pros at this. We're we're learning our way just as much as the next guy as any other amateur is, and we need to have be able to have that conversation. And be like, okay, this is the level of. When it comes to talking privileged information, like this is the level that we're on right now. Like that has to be understood, right. not just by the reporter, but by whomever is delivering the information as well. What level they are on. So moving in, yep. moving into that, uh, Lauren, moving to twenty eighteen. Are you also trying to add shows that are electric perception? Like events. Oh yes, where you're so, going to be booking bands and so doing 2018 events? is going to be a big year for Electric Perception. Okay. Um, 2017, I thought it was going to be a big year for us. I mean, it, it was, but Move, moves ul- were made. Moves were made, and we got some good coverage. But ultimately, 2017 ended up kind of flopping, in my opinion, as an owner. Um, it kind it of ended flopped. better than it started. Mostly because of my <laughs> own. Bullshit. Yeah, I let I let things slide. So 2018, and I mean, I wasn't necessarily not guilty of it either. Right, we, I, I we will were both go on the record with that. We were here. both like that. But t- 2018, here's what we can see. Um, I'm gonna get my shit together, and you guys are gonna see the content that you've been missing from 2017 within the next couple of weeks. Because, I, like I said, I'm getting my shit together. We're gonna do a catch up. Um, and our first show of 2018 is going to be February 17th, 17th. here at the lovely Bethel Road Pub. Um, I will not announce the bands yet, as I we, know one of them. Well, we, ha- <laughs> we considering we only have one of them booked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, 2018, our first show will be here at Bethel Road Pub. February 17th, it is going to be our anti-Valentine's Day show. That was the idea of our lovely bartender, Amanda. Um, And I think it's going to be great. The one band has actually been mentioned tonight. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is, because we still need quite a few more bands on this bill. Um, Offers have been made. We haven't had any uh, confirmations yet. If anybody's interested, hit me up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we are going to try to be doing shows. Um, personally, I would like to do every month. I doubt we'll do that. It'll probably, probably be every, quarterly. yeah, every other month, if not quarterly. Um, quarterly is good. Quarterly is good. It's a good thing to aim for. I would love to do monthly. That, that is my ultimate goal. If that's not a 2018 goal, that will be a goal sometime in the near future years. Um, you guys are going to be getting a lot more content, interviews, pictures, reviews, podcasts, all of the above. You name it, you got it. So any band listening, if you want to do a spot on the Electric Perspective with Matt and I, you can reach out to Lauren 
uh, or Matt and myself via Facebook or the website. There's there's contact information uh, for all of us on the website, correct? Or is it just you? On the website, there's not contact for anybody. But there's on none. our Facebook page, okay. yes. Actually, I can update that tonight. I can put that all on there tonight. Um, but it, yeah, me, Matt, or Lauren for any type of podcast. And then if you have reviews, definitely, Lauren. Uh, we're up against time here. We've uh, kind of got let things going. So we're going to close out the last episode ever of a massive BS podcast with one of the songs that I myself heard again the other day driving around in the car. This is by Jason Isbell. It's called Hope the High Road. And for anybody that wants to try to challenge or discuss life, we'll go with that word. In 2018, um, I've come to the fact that I can't make everybody agree with me all the time. Don't think uh, anybody can. But uh, these people... It's okay. They're allowed to be wrong. It's cool. <laughs> but for them, uh, I hope the same message that Isabel sends with this song reaches them. And that no matter what, I hope the high road, it'll lead you home again. So to 2018, we're looking forward to you. 2017 was a hell of a ride. Matt, thanks for doing another year of the podcast with me. You betcha, my man. Kelly, Lauren, thanks for sitting in with us. And uh, we'll guys us. catch my you next pleasure. time on the debut episode of the electric perspective. Woo. Killer. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams I know you're tired And you ain't sleeping well Uninspired Likely man as hell But wherever you are I hope the high road Leads you home again I heard enough of the white man's blues I've sang enough about myself So if you're looking for some bad news You can find it somewhere else Last year was the son of a bitch For nearly everyone we know But I ain't fighting with you down